Hey everyone, welcome back to Bros and Shows. I am your host, Josiah, aka Mahler67. And with me, as always, you know I got my buddy, I got my pal, I got my brother, my brother Austin. Austin, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing okay. How's everyone else out there on the, the, the Twitch world? And if you're listening on Spotify, how you doing? Twitch, beautiful world, it's a beautiful world we live in, Austin. It's a beautiful world. Kind of. Austin. Yeah. So, this, uh, or we watch the bear. We'll jump to that later. Mm-hmm. Austin, how you doing, man? Doing okay. Doing okay? That's good to hear. Mm-hmm. That's why I care about, man. Yep. That's all I do. Yep. I Austin, I fell into that dreamt of freaking uh, Steam Summer Sale. I, <laughs> I I failed as an individual. I failed as an I, adult, I as they to. say. I have to. Uh, after buying you, uh, John, and uh, <laughs> my roommate Terry, V Rising, uh, so that we all will play with me, uh, I proceeded to buy Vampire Bloodlines, which has been on the docket for a while, and I finally got it, so I've been hanging out with that. And then also, Little Miss Little Misfortune, mm-hmm. which um, I don't know what it is. You know that there's very rarely times in my life when I'm playing or doing something that I will suddenly like just get like that ugly tear cry, which is funny. I will say this now because there is a scene in the bear where his mom does it, where she's just like all calm and normal, and so she just goes. And then she just breaks out of it. And I'm like, that's how I am playing Little Miss Sunshine. It's like stuff will dawn on me. I will break and then I'll reform and be like, it's just a game. I'm like, move on. It's, it's, it's okay. Like, I'll move on like that. Um, but yeah, that I also bought a Steam Deck. Um, oh, yeah, that's so it's going to that. come in at some point. Um, yeah. I have, I, I just, I don't, I don't know when that will be, but I got it. Uh, that was the decision I made. But I have it from now on, and that's solid. And then I've just been trying to play Bloodlines whenever I can because I'll tell you what, man, I have a hard time playing old games nowadays. Yeah, they're they're pretty rough around the edges. I remember when that game came out. Uh-huh. Um, I think it was for the PS2 or the PS1. I it's something it like that. I don't. I, don't I think know. it's the PS2. I played it one time on the PS2. Um, my cousin actually owned a copy of that game. And I remember playing it because, yeah, I remember playing it because I lived with him and I was like, this game is interesting. And I didn't understand what Vampire the Masquerade was at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But then later on, I was like, okay, this makes a lot more sense now since I (laughs) kind of know a little bit about it. So, you know, it's it's interesting. Being someone who has never heard of the IP before entering into like a LARP right of it. And then going into a, um, like the game of it, I'm like, okay, I I know a lot of this stuff because of this reason. It does not do at all good at all of explaining crap to you. Like all the information you get is from dialogue between like characters, but it's all like it's not delivered to you. It's it's like, hey. He's the prince. You're like, cool. What does that mean? No, no one's going to tell me. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Oh, you're a fledgling. Oh, what? what um, so I'm like a baby vampire. Okay, okay, I get that. I'm a thin blood. Am I a thin blood? Is that what I am? No, okay. Uh, it does not explain anything. And only no, because I have the knowledge from the books do, am I able to follow along. Uh, other than that, <laughs> I'm like sitting there being like. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's it's crazy. I have to get used to it still, but mm-hmm. I'm I, I I've been fine with it so far. It's yeah. it's it's an old game. That's I I view it the same way I view uh, Jade Empire, right? Where mm-hmm. I'm like, if I would have played this when I was younger, I probably would have loved it because my quality yeah. of games is much less. Mm-hmm. But now playing it, I'm like, ooh, it's rough around the edges. Yeah, it's it's rough because I've tried to play that game like multiple times. Yeah, and I remember playing it and having so much fun. Oh, play but, for hours. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like now it's like a dinosaur and a little bit like the dialogue's really dry and mm-hmm. it feels weird. 
and the thing is is like trying to play it on something now it's like slow like it, yeah. it feels slow compared and... to i don't know what it must be like frame rate or something it's something like that I because don't know i feel it, it too man i get tired like when i play that game i, I yeah. physically get just drained i'm like oh i'm tired i don't want to play this game anymore mm -hmm. uh you know but it, you know it was a good game back in his day but now you know if they did like a remaster like a good remaster yeah um you know i i think that it would serve pretty well but the thing is is you'd have to like remaster completely you can't just slap it yeah you, you can't graphics. do like the yeah the, the upgrade graphics and call they it gotta a day. do like a dead a dead space update like where it it, it uh, feels like a modern day game so like you know yeah that's that would probably be good. worse yeah and i i felt predator of the steam summer sale too because i bought all the dlc for escape simulator oh uh, nice nice you got you got me v rising uh -huh. um and i bought a game that i love that i've played so many freaking times that i just it, it 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 helps me a lot to like you know there's some times when like you know you're late at night and you don't really have a lot of friends on so you need like a good game to like pass that time because you don't want to go to bed or you can't go to bed and mm -hmm. this game i bought it when it first came back and when it came on to steam and then I refunded it because I said, why am I doing this? I already own it on another console. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> I played through this twice. That's how they and get you, man. Then the sale came up and I was like, you know, I'm going to have a lot of time where, you know, I'm not going to have people online. And I was like, you know, V Rising was like, you know, I'm still into that. So I'm, I'm playing when I can, but I can't get on your server unless you invite me. So if you're not on... I can't really do wish it, that wasn't a thing stupid. i'll be honest <laughs> yeah and it, yeah because i would love to just get on and like make it you know make my castle so big dracula castle mm -hmm. but uh it's spider-man like the first spider-man game oh I okay love yeah. it so much and i love the miles morales one but the that game was 40 bucks still even though it was like yeah. 59.99 it was 40 dollars, and i was like Dude, don't do it don't do it but then i realized it's like so much replayability it's such a great game you could, could go for hours and the dlc comes with it so i was like oh i didn't know yeah, that so, oh. so the two there's three dlcs oh. there's um uh the, the cat one hammerhead or... black cat oh, hammer one but that's who it is black cat and then i think i forget what the other one is oh it's the yuri storyline okay so yuri is the police officer that is teamed up with uh spider-man and the game like the original oh, yeah. game okay yeah, yeah yeah he was like spider cop you know like spider. and she's like stop and he's like it's time for me to retire gosh i like, need to replay that game it's such a just good game. you saying that i remember this uh that was such a good game i but love that the game problem that they had with it was when it first came out on the playstation like there was an actor that was there and they did his like whole facial features and everything but then they when they remastered it for the pc and for the playstation they removed him and they brought a new model in and it kind of like feels weird because like when i play it i see that model and i'm like that doesn't look like the other guys it just it, they're two different people and it feels weird is it, is it the person who played peter parker yeah it's the guy that plays oh, peter parker they i didn't know they did that him out yeah because i think he wanted more money or something they're like no we're not gonna pay you that ridiculous amount i was like well this game's great uh you know and what sucks about it is, and then miles morales the pretty much like dlc for spider-man in my opinion yeah. because it should be a 25 nah, i was game. so confused it why it's a its own game whenever everyone said that it was like half the size of the original spider-man yeah. game yeah and there's like one big thing that i have a problem with that original game and that's the mary jane and the miles morales parts they're just like little hide little seek things and like i'm like it, it slows down the yeah my yeah. I, I remember playing it the first time i played it and saying i had no issue with this i love these these times of playing as these characters but your replay of that you are forced to wait on the spider-man uh ai to like come in and take and do stuff that it takes you out and it slows down the gameplay a lot and mm -hmm. i i acknowledge that as a it's it's a real criticism for multi like multiple playthroughs mm -hmm. and if they just had the ability to just skip those i think it would just be better and what even is more heartbreaking for pc players is spider-man 2 is coming out 
like mm -hmm. the, the same studio that did so well for the last two Spider-Man, it's coming out, but we're not going to be able to see it in probably until like three or four more years. And I'm not looking to buy a PS5. So yep. like, I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, and I got to wait, you know, I'm being a good boy and I'm waiting and not spending a whole bunch of money on a PlayStation 5 that I already owned and I sold. But, you know, like, I'm not doing that again. I've done that so many times. With my wife, you're you're like, telling no, me, no. man, I'm like, I really want to play Final Fantasy 16, but it's only on PlayStation, PlayStation 5. 5. And I'm like, I just, I got to just sit here, pull up my, my big boy pants and just wait till it comes out on PC. Cause it will, I know it will. Yeah, I just will. hope it doesn't take until like, you know, 2020, 30, 2023 like, <laughs> or 2023, 30, 20, 30, 2030. 2030. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's all I'm going to do. But that, that's what you do. You got to pull up your big yeah. boy pants. You got to do it because every second counts, Austin. Every Speaking second of every second count, Austin, we watched The Bear Part 2. Mm -hmm. This show surprises me yet again. Yeah. I feel like every time I watch the show, I forget how much investment it gets out of me. Because mm -hmm. um, here's the thing, right? Uh, I remember watching The Bear Season 1 and then kind of like forgetting about the cast. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I remember the main guy and... The cousin. Those are the two people I remember. Richie. Yeah. Richie. And then the second, the first episode shows, I'm like, oh yeah, you have the souffle chef. Like her. Oh, she's the main chef now. Like, oh yeah, and now you have Marcus, who's like the whole, uh, bakery guy. Love that yeah. guy. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, it's, this season was weird to me because it is mm. so different from the first season. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a totally different, let's say, plate. Yeah. Of emotions and a mm -hmm. different like format actually it's kind of yeah. one would say a menu interesting. a different a menu. menu yeah a different menu a, a little chaotic too yeah yeah and, and, and that's the thing like that's one thing that like season one was so good at was the chaoticness and like dealing with you know anxiety and they push on that like in the season too like it it you know this season has like it's it's things like it it got to me a couple times so i was like oh man uh you know and there's one of my favorite episodes of the show so far is this season so i was super stoked we actually didn't know it was going to drop like we actually were yeah. planning on like doing it later but the whole season dropped and that was weird for us because usually hulu kind of like every other day yeah, uh, I mean, every other week they do a episode, but I think people like the bear so much. They were like, you know, let's just drop it, get it done over with. And hopefully this wins awards, you know, because it deserves I, it. I will say this. Occasionally you will watch a show and you will stop and look at a single episode and say, this is Oscar bait. Yeah, this is intended to pull uh, awards, right? Mm -hmm. You see all the time in like Game of Thrones whenever they did it. Uh, you saw it in the um, Ring of Power series. Like, there is just one episode that they just threw more money into because they really want that episode to win stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. That's how I felt about the Fishes episode. Yeah. Which is the yeah, Christmas is episode. Because it yep. is an hour-long episode instead of the normal 30 minutes. And the cast is out of this world. Just they, they decided just like, hey, you know what? Let's blow the budget on this baby. Yeah, yeah. And exactly what they did. the story is like, it's completed full circle in that episode. And then it's made reference to later. Yep. Which is, which is great. Because the last thing I would, it felt out of place. Like I understood the context that it was given. But I liked it even more that they not only, one, explained it. One, why we are getting that information, and two, why that information was important to us in this season. Yeah. I like that a lot. I, I thought that was. Yeah, because, like, we got a lot of guest stars this season. We got Nat, uh, Nathan Polar. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, but it's um, it's the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. Most people know him. Or Meet the Millers. Mm. Uh, you know, he plays uh, the one chef that Marcus knows, uh, or, which, which or, you we know, should talk about. The, the meme. You know, the whole like, mm -hmm. I'm only getting paid five bucks, five bucks. I'm only getting paid two bucks than him. You guys you are getting, getting paid. <laughs> uh, we got to see Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk jumping through. Bob Odenkirk, Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay, um, I do have to say this about Bob Odenkirk, right? I'm so used to him playing like a lovable goof. That's very hard for him. Very hard for me to be okay with him being a jerk. 
but at the same time i'm like holy cow man like he is he does it well like he, he yeah. tells it as it is and that's what makes his character so rough yeah, hey yeah, Brian, was, how's it going it was it was pretty good like uh we got to see bob encouragingly curtis mm-hmm. uh i forget the guy's name but he plays in big mouth uh and he was an snl writer and you know him john mulaney uh, john mulaney that's how it is john mulaney and then john i didn't Ruffinol. expect to see him John Except Ruffinol. John John Mulaney played exactly the character mm-hmm. I figured he would play. Yeah, the yep. the the nice guy who gets walked over and is just super awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a lot. Of Joel McHale. Joel McHale, uh, yeah, he he made, made another appearance, a little short appearance, and then Jillian Jacobs uh, is going to be a big part of this, I think, series now because oh, yeah. she was like she's the uh mother of richie's daughter richie's are yeah tiff Tiff. i was surprised oh yeah we forgot to include her in the christmas episode one because that's where we first see her yeah and then uh she she answers the call later and you find out that she is marrying her boyfriend Mm -hmm. and that's That's going to be a hard hit to richie but Mm -hmm. uh man I, i gotta say man this season so much character development around I think yeah. there was only one character I feel who didn't have any character development. But, okay, no, that's not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had I character know. development. They just did not have substantial character development. They mm-hmm. were they were still getting haunted by the same issue that they were having in the beginning, um, but they kind of worked through it to a degree, and I, I appreciate that. But we we can awesome. We can just dive in and just talk about whatever we want because. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you have Cam, Carney, Carney, whatever, Carmi, um, he has a lot of character development, and then it just seems like he all steamrolls himself in the end to fall back into character issues, and he literally gets trapped in his own, his own downfall, like, type deal thing, and that was probably my bet, my favorite, like, uh, what, what you call it, um, like uh, uh, metaphor like metaphorical like cage that he locked himself in because he kept pushing things back and doing things incorrectly i did like how in the end whenever everyone's yelling like you have to get a hold of tony or tom and who then you find out no no matter what happened what he did he was destined to fail because that wasn't the dude's name no one knew the dude's name the name was terry and no one was calling him so even if they wanted to they were calling the wrong people and I oh, found yeah. that hilarious because I'm like that. Sometimes you're just kind of destined to fail things. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was rough. Uh, it was yeah. it was good. I think probably the best character development in the se- season was Richie. Oh, because yeah. oh, dude. Richie's Richie's episode four is my favorite episode of all time. I love the ending. The ending to that is so good where him just screaming Taylor Swift out of a car. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but it... Talking about Hulu with that budget, though. <laughs> you put Taylor yeah. Swift in your songs. You're doing it. Yeah. They also... They also had Mumford & Sons in there. Yep. Or no, no, not Mumford & Sons. Uh, Decemberist. They had a Decemberist mm. song in there. And I heard it, and I was like, that's Decemberist. I, I recognize that song anywhere. Um, but it was, it was background music and they talked over it and I was like, okay, that's another like decent sized band. Like they're, they're still paying money for it. Yeah. They, yeah, well, they're yeah. paying a lot of money for everything. So yeah, yeah no, that he, uh, his episode was great because it was very much a situation where he needed to find what he was passionate about and what he loved. And that's what, that's what he got to do, which was so well, weird. Yeah, because, like, the first episode, he was reading a book about, like, a guy that would just watch his trains. And mm-hmm. he talked about, he's like, one day they just let him go. And he's like, I just want to know. And then Carmi says, did you read the rest of the book? And he goes, no, not yet. And he's like, so what did he do? I don't know. Maybe you should finish that book before you think about anything. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what was great about the season is showing what, you know, what purpose you can have on a positive impact and who you really want to be and uh this this show focused on a lot of things and and, and, you know the only person that didn't really get like a shine uh because there's a lot of baggage left 
and that's Carmi. Carmi kind of had a trauma incident happen where, you know, the, the whole Vicious episode was, yep. you know, his mom driving that car into their living room, you know, and like dealing also with like John Brotherall as his brother and like him, you know, John Brotherall killed himself in season one. He's left with this restaurant. And then any, you know, any relationship that he has, he just feels like he's not good or he's better than that person or mm -hmm. you know, he, do he doesn't feel you know he and and i thought it was so well done that the season finale where they had carmy stuck in the freezer um it showed that even though carmy's there and carmen didn't even said through the thing and that's how like you know claire was listening where he's like i don't deserve this i don't deserve anything and that you know this is just i'm just doing this just to do this but then in reality you don't realize how much carmy has touched people like carmy helped rich you know like he was like what my cousins just get me here to do forks he's just trying to get me away from the restaurant but in reality you know like you know that chef when rich goes to talk to the head chef of that restaurant she goes you don't realize how much your brother believes in you or yeah. your, your, your friend believes in you. What you I know. love, what I love about that episode, right? Is that I didn't know that was the head chef of the restaurant. Yeah. Right. Because earlier we see the one guy who comes in and starts yelling at everyone and mm -hmm. how they're kind of like dumb and stupid and how they should. And my brain went, that's the head chef. He's a piece of trash, which side note, Love the actual scene where he just yells at them, turns away. He's just like, F you, Garrett. He's like, yes, F me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> F me, sir. Yes, and F I just, me. I was like, oh my gosh, dude. I thought yeah. that was the head chef. And then he was just talking with the person, like, healing the mushrooms. Mm -hmm. And that was a really, like, great scene. Because it's just like, you just got to find what you're passionate about. And mm -hmm. he's like, why are you doing this? You get anyone to do this job. And it's like, it's not about the job. It's about the respect that comes in play while doing the job that I care for. Yeah. And I love the fact that Richie keeps the suit. And I love how he goes and apologize to uh, Sugar. Mm -hmm. Sugar or whatever. Like, she yeah. has a name. I think it's like Nat or Abby. something like that. Abby. It's Abby. Yeah. Um, but everyone calls her Sugar, which now that I know, I think there's some telling about that as well. Like, there's some character information that you can glean from that. Yeah. Um, that he's like apologizing to her and she like legitly switches from being kind of cynical like oh yeah yeah i get it. you're apologizing to like her realizing he's a hundred percent real yeah whenever she lets the other guy come in and he just keeps going mm -hmm. and then when she's like why are you wearing a suit and he's like to make myself feel better mm -hmm. and that's whenever she was like crap He's he, he, he's Someone different. Someone had a revelation. Yeah, he, like he, I can't be mad at him. He's legitly mean. All this stuff. He's trying to change and be better. Yep. And I just I I loved I loved that. Also, I really wanted. I I really hope that next season, the the girl that he talked to the the one like who would read the menu stuff out and he watched. I really hope she comes back. Yeah. Because in that episode, she seems to have like a thing for him. Or at least be like kind of drawn to him because like she asks like she she kind of throws out to him like hey you know uh hopefully i see you around type of thing she has a moment where she looks like she's gonna turn and say something else but then she walks away and i'm like maybe there's something there maybe she can join the the group yeah. um that'd be cool i'd be cool with that because richie deserves some nice things in his life after him finding out that his ex-wife is going to get married and he doesn't get to see his child as much as he would like yep and then plus you know over top of this is like you know uh, him him he, richie is also developing into a character because uh, a really good character and, and that's how this whole season was it was character development this yeah. whole season was character development and i loved richie's character development so much because it shines really well in the season finale too yeah. He starts calling out orders. It's like such a good thing. Cause you know, at this point, the two top people that were top chefs of, you know, you had Sydney, the, 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 the executive like, chef yeah. or well, it was a, well, she was, she was the Sue and then yeah. she became the executive chef. Executive chef. Yeah. And you know, like, um, her like kind of not being able to deal with it because she brings up her past about what, you know, we found out what her past was and why she was kicked out of the one restaurant because, 
it was uh, she served a dish wrong or something like that. She tried to improvise a dish and it didn't work out. And the guy, the person at the Head Start restaurant fired her. Yeah. And which you know, to be to be fair, um, every episode, every time she tried cooking something for Cami, uh, he almost throws up each time. Yeah. So she she's apparently missing something when it comes to her ability to uh, either I, I don't know if it's follow instructions as much as it's like improvise itself. Okay. So it's I mean she yeah. must have done something poor, yeah. you know. Well, it was something about she said something about serving a dish with rolls, and she put something over top of the rolls that usually doesn't happen. That's what she says. It's like a small cinnamon, but she says in the season. Yeah. And it said that it wasn't like good. They fired her like the next hour. I think. I think. I think there's a lot to her character in that way. Um, obviously, she cannot handle pressure. No. She and she's in probably the worst position if she can't handle pressure. Okay. And I think part of her as a character that she moved up as a character was this idea of relying on other people and mm -hmm. stopping this thing of her being like, I have to, uh, I have to be the one. I have to be the one who like does all this stuff. Because whenever all those things started coming in, she kind of freaks out. And it, it's not until Richie's like, I got you. <laughs> and he takes over that she can like start focusing on what she is. I think Richie did great in that job that yeah, he was. Yeah, I, he I also liked how, um, what's his name? I don't think it's Alex. The the bigger guy who- uh, Flack, Flack. Flack, yeah, Flack. With the One tattoos the, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how he was like, I'm gonna mess it up, man. I'm gonna mess this up. And, and he's just Richie like, no, gave man. Him that courage you got to do it. It. He's like, no, man, you're gonna do this. You're gonna do it good. You're <laughs> a person, you're a peaceful person. And it, it was a great, I think Richie was one of the biggest casts, you yeah, know, like support he, he, wise. I, in the very beginning of it, I was very much of like, ugh. But then it was like, <laughs> meh. And then at the end, I was like, I'm like, okay, I like him again. All What's right, up? I'll be, I'll be right back. I okay, gotta, okay. I, I gotta, I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're going to go, Austin. I'm going to quickly talk about one of the character things that I personally saw, and that's about Abby slash Sugar. Because uh, here, here's the thing, right? And I, I'm, I'll mention this to Austin whenever I see him uh, when he comes back, because I think this is something of important take. Uh, one of the things I mentioned about, and I think Austin would agree with me too, is that this season's about character development, but there's one... I would say two characters who don't develop as well as everyone else. And it's because they have halted their own progress. Um, outside of Sydney, I think that's her name, the souffle chef. I could be wrong. The souffle chef who has become the executive chef. She seems to be holding herself back. And at the end, she doesn't really get over her issue as much as she gets someone else to do with it. But the other person is Carmi. And the reason why I say this is because we learn in the fish episode that everyone calls her sugar because she messed up a single thing where she was supposed to add salt but instead she had sugar and it ruined the food and so everyone kind of uses that nickname as more of an insult than anything else and they obviously may not mean it they def I, regardless if they mean it or not it's it hurts her and by the end of the season while she's sitting there working her butt off to get everything to go and move, uh, Richie stops calling her sugar. You have Flack, who also stopped calling her sugar and now starts calling her mom. The uncle stops calling her sugar, and he only calls her. Uh, I forget. I forget what he calls her, but he doesn't call her that. And the only person who calls her sugar or sugar at the end is Cammy, and I think it's supposed to show that he's not fully changed yet. He is growing and he's being better, but instead of him actually like, I, I, I don't know how to put it, like uh, him morphing, changing, or being better, he's more or less just kind of like, <sighs> he's not working through his issues and hit the core of those issues. And I kind of think it's a bit of narcissism. So the reason why, because in the, the fish episode we see his mom has certain issues some of these issues include drinking 
and some of these issues includes her just not like accepting or letting people do things and she has to do everything she has to be recognized and stuff hey Austin, good to have you back hey, yeah. um but i think the mom is a straight up narcissist because oh, yeah. anytime someone tries to do something for her or help her out she complains and yells at them for doing it and then whenever things go bad for her she complains and yells at them for not doing anything we're not enough, caring yeah. enough yeah and the whole time she's like i worked so hard to make all this stuff and it's like every single person in that house offered to help her and they kept getting pushed out yeah. the only one that she allowed to help her to a degree was carmy mm -hmm. and the whole time she was belittling him by mentioning yeah. like oh he's a big time chef now all this that that like He's in New York now. He's like, in New he's York now. He, he, he doesn't we want to be here no year. more. I had to beg him to get back. It's all because of me that he's back. Like, it's legitly like narcissism. And the reason why I bring that up is because I think Carmi has the same thing. It's it so so it's it's one of the things like whenever I read or watch like psychological videos, one of the things they talk about is how narcissism creates narcissists. And it's because you are so the narcissist tries so hard to drain you of what they need that yeah. you don't know what it's like to have that. And so you develop the same issues as them to mimic that statement and understanding. And I think Carney has that. That's why he constantly tells people he'll do stuff. And then when he fails, he becomes ag agitated and angry. It's also why whenever, if the, I think it's like symbolism for the end of the episode when he's locked in that, in the freezer. It's like he has placed himself this shell by refusing to have anyone else do things. Yeah. And even though he's there, even though people hear him crying to be let out, he only cares about getting out because he thinks he's the one who has to solve the issue. Yeah. But everyone else solves the issue without him. And they're able to succeed. But it's also a nice message there too, to a degree, because the reason why they're able to solve and do all that stuff is because of him because he believed in them where they're able to grow he just unfortunately cannot process it properly yeah and you know what's funny the joe McHale character is supposed to be like his subconscious of like the person saying he's not good enough or not great i think that's supposed to be his like narcissism like type deal thing the reason why he thinks he's not that good or that great is because he does like he gets what he wants like he has all that stuff and he pushes other away for that same issue it's it's weird there, there's a lot of psychological and sociological uh analysis that could go into this series it'd be oh, yeah. very fun to watch and listen to well that, there's stuff then, there uh, there was there was a part that uh you watched actually and we talked like a, i think it was two days ago something I like that you and we talked and uh the thing is, is it shows, uh, you know, uh, Nathan Porteroy's character when Marcus goes to, I think it's Copenhagen, mm -hmm. I think it's the name of the place or Copenhagen, whatever it is. Um, and he says, he's like, you know, I just, you know, I thought I was the best and I met someone that was better than I was and I just started doing, you yeah. know, instead of trying to be the best. And then later on, uh, a couple episodes, um, you see a picture of him and Carmi together and it comes to a realization that Carmi was that person that made him who he was yep. and it was it's like full circle with that and I thought that was pretty cool and I liked um yeah I liked Marcus's storyline a lot because um you know they talked about uh feeding the imaginary cat and everything I thought was so cool um and, and the thing is is like there's that tension there with him and Sydney and uh the ending tension was pretty intense it was pretty funny so okay so, what, what what are your takes on that do you think, think that like what, what's happening between sydney and him i think marcus wants it but mm -hmm. sydney does too but she is conflicted because she thinks she's not good and she sees how he does his stuff and i feel that maybe she thinks that he's better than she is and she doesn't want to just be like oh i want to admit that i think you're a good person i love you 
but she doesn't want the dating scene because I think she thinks that if she gets attached to someone romantically, it will end up exactly how her mom did. Because mm-hmm. I think that there's, you know, and what we've talked about, this whole season is about trauma. Yeah. And there was trauma she had with her mom and her, you know, her, she's living with her dad and stuff. And she had yeah. trauma with the, you know, and, and she kind of like comes down on her too at the last episode of the season. You know, she goes out back and she starts puking and she's trying to look for that chef. And the chef's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm just smoking meth. You know, like, oh, no, that's Marcus who goes in the back to look oh, for Oh, that's right. Because it was, that was such a hilarious exchange. I cracked up. Where he's just so like, much. you're smoking meth. And he's just like, no, oh, man, I, I got to do this. It, it helps me out. And he's like, I think I'm going to have to fire you, man. He's like, no, no, I, I, I become great. Like, I, it, it helps me out. He's like, that's weird, man. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, I'll, I'm not sure I'll have to go ask, man. <laughs> he's like, oh, are you and ask? He goes ask, and they're like, yeah, he's doing actually really good and stuff. He's like, but he's like, he's on meth. And then they yeah. stop there for a second. I just love, she's like, that's weird. He's like, that's what I said, too. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, you got to fire Yeah, you got to fire He's like, he's like, great, I'll be back. <laughs> I thought, dude, I totally thought they were going to end this season with like the meth head stabbing and hurt like killing marcus or like hurting him in some way mm-hmm. because of the the whole scene like when he walks out it was eerily quiet he's walking out in the back all by himself my brain instantly started like red flares i'm like this is something out of like a movie where the nice good kid gets like hurt or killed or something like that mm-hmm. and that's going to be the tragedy at the end of the season like i totally thought that was going to happen so thankful it didn't because i would have been crushed <laughs> Yeah. I like I like that guy, and he's he's the mama's boy as well. Like yeah. refusing to let the mama go. Yeah, you know. And then we got uh, Shug. I mean, yeah. Sugar. Which this whole season. So Austin, I I explained this, and you caught the tail end of me explaining about how mm-hmm. like Carmi has it. Yeah. I explained that the uh, nickname of Sugar was is used as an insult by people. Even though it's endearing, they think it's endearing, she views it as an insult because anytime it gets brought up by the mom, she gets depressed. And I pointed out that I'm like, everyone has character development in the series, except for one big, uh, one or two big character. I said, Sydney, the souffle chef, ex souffle chef. I felt like she didn't advance as much as she should have. Yeah. Um, the other person was Cammy. And the reason why I point this out is because of how people use sugar. It's an insult, right? Everyone was using it in the beginning of the series. But then the more people started, like, caring about her as she, like, came on as the, like, person, they all stopped using it. Even to the point that after Richard had his, like, epiphany moment and everything, when he went and talked to her, he no longer called her Sugar. He called her Nat or or Abby or whatever it is. The only person who, after that point, kept calling her Sugar was Carmi. He knows where that nickname comes from, but he still uses it. And I'm like, that just shows how she's not, he, he's not like progressed. Like he is the one with the issues now. Yeah. And that, that that's why I, I talked about whenever you, you were gone. Oh, I'm like, that is legitly, I think a like symbolism there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Abby, man, talk about her. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, Tina, the, the sous chef now is oh, yeah. a great character like i she was so happy when she's like i i want you to be my suit and she's like she she looked she, like, she was so, so happy. happy she was yeah, so she happy was. it was legit joy and happiness on her face and it makes mm-hmm. you happy whenever a character has that yep it was it was such a and her character building was really good too this season because you know she went to culinary school and like she really put in the effort to be a sous chef that's what she wanted and she got that opportunity and she's not going to waste it and some people do rise at that occasion you know and uh you know she was super excited when at the end when they like get the pots and pans and it's actually good pots and pans she's like oh, mm-hmm. man, no I, more science baby. yeah yeah <laughs> you know the, when she first said science baby to the uh barkeeper's friend you know the first thing that came to my mind oh yeah i know it came i was to like my mind i'm too. like is this supposed to be like the g-rated version of uh science b <laughs> Science, bitch. <laughs> I'm like yes, that's science. that's what what this is, right? This is 100 that. And then she kept saying, "I'm like, yeah, they're trying to make it a thing." Yeah. Science, baby. 
Um, but yeah, I, I like that. I also liked how Carmi gave her, her his knife. And then she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to give you back the knife. He's like, I never asked for it back, chef. And he left, and I was like, she's going to hold that knife to highest esteem. She's going yep, she to she love is. that thing like a baby. Yeah, and it was it was a good thing for her because it showed that Carmi respected her. Yeah, and he believed really in her, which is something yeah. that I think she Because I, I remember that from the last season, she felt like she wasn't being respected. Or yeah. she, she didn't respect what's-her-face at all. And then it wasn't until they had to like forcibly work together that she started uh, respecting. Respecting. But it was definitely one of those things that it's like, man, I uh, I'm glad with that character development. And even even with the one guy who was supposed to go to classes with her, and then he stopped mm-hmm. and basically explained like, I'm tired of the change. Like I don't want the change to happen. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's why you have to re- like surround yourself with the best people. Yep. like that that's that's the point it's a good it's a good saying you know, mm-hmm. just surround yourself with the best people yeah. good saying good um, you know and uh you know I, I liked uh every second counts i liked the whole reveal with that mm-hmm. you find out that the chef is like what is she what are you writing what are you writing his his book it's like every second counts you know he, he got it he's like yeah and, mm-hmm. and what's really cool is after watching this through a second time yeah i didn't realize that that is that's the first thing that's put on that calendar at yeah. um the beginning of the season and we never even get that saying until later on when we find out what it's from there's um, a lot of that in this season mm-hmm. where they will reference or say a saying in the beginning yep. that you don't realize is important until later on like you always heard the whole like let it rip type deal thing yeah. between uh, Cammy and whatnot, and that was a thing that him and his brother said. Mm-hmm. Or like how Marcus made the cannoli, and yeah. he explains why he doesn't like cannolis, and it's like, yeah. oh, so that's where that whole issue came from. Yeah, and it got put. In. The, the the show did a really great job of like introducing stuff and then having it pay off later. Like, did, did you get the, the payoff of the uncle? Which, side note, I was amazed by how much the uncle got turned around this season. Because I felt yeah. like in the first season, he was a little bit of a jerkbag. Like, not wanting to, like, yeah. help them out, give them stuff. He was very, like, one-sided towards Abby. Mm-hmm. And then this season, it's like, it all makes sense why he's that way. Because yeah. they're kind of all leeches to him. Yep, they are. And, like, you see it really bad in the Christmas episode. Literally every single person goes to him asking for money at some point. Well, except for Carmen. I don't think Carmi does it in that season episode. No, Carmi doesn't. But yeah. everyone else does. Uh, oh, except yeah, for like Carmi and... Um, except for John Mulaney's character. Mm. The husband of What's-Her-Face. Yeah. And... But, like, the, the main children all do. They go to him all the time, just constantly asking Rich, Marcus. Like, they all do. Yeah, they try to do, like, and a business proposal. Yeah, I just, like... I'm like, okay, I get it now. Like, he cares. He does. That's why he doesn't, like, break their legs getting his money back. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's in the mob. I'm, like, 100% he's in some form yeah, of, like, I, mob I thing. don't know exactly what he does, but he's got a lot of money, you know, uh-huh. so I don't know. He's and whenever he was getting asked for a job, you know, like... I think I think he does sell, like, drugs. Because in the beginning, you know how Rich was selling weed or something like that in the first it season? It was cocaine, cocaine. right? Mm-hmm. We know that he's selling that we never learned about where he got all that stuff and then the christmas episode we know that he got a job from the uncle to help him and it's like something happened within that time and this time that he's one no longer married to uh tiff and two he's still working at the bear and i'm here to believe what happened was he was selling cocaine for the uncle and Tiff found out. Or he got addicted because it kind of got to a point where it kind of like kind of winked at that, that he was addicted to it. Well, I'm not sure if he was addicted mm-hmm. to cocaine as much as like he, he was alcoholic. He was definitely alcoholic. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was an alcoholic. Um, But like that, that's what I'm saying. Like 
I could see Tiff being like, I, I refuse to marry you. You lied to me about this. You lied to me all the time. I'm not going to let my daughter grow up in a meth house type deal thing. And that would yeah, make sense. I think we're going to see like a continuation of that story. For sure. Uh, for sure. Season three, you know, cause I, that's another thing that I wanted to bring up is like when season one happened and it ended, I was like, I'm okay with this show not getting another season because I, I, I like the show so much. And I was like, I really don't, it's hard because when you have a show that's so good, it's hard sometimes to like come back and try to do the same thing you're doing, but replicate that greatness. Yeah. And I was very afraid of season two, but after I started watching, I was like, okay, they kind of like switched it up on us and did like a lot of cool stuff with it. And we, we, we got great episodes. This season was solid. Like I, I couldn't believe how solid this episode, this season was. And I was, I'm so excited, but also too is, uh, there is a video I'm going to send you. I, I forget, but there is a video I saw on TikTok about people that are wearing certain colors this season and certain mm. colors, they change the way they dress when they progress a story. And yeah. the only person that doesn't change is wearing white, which is Carmi and Sydney. Actually, she's wearing white most of the time. And then she wears like this weird like vest when she's interviewing people mm -hmm. and people are like oh this is like something that she like has baggage on i saw this whole video on it it's pretty cool how how like people see shots and stuff like that because you know they people like this especially in a drama drama scene series always do, do that kind of stuff where it's like oh yeah we're gonna do like a hidden shot where like this means something else oh yeah like, well uh, i mean Breaking even Bad just did it just you yeah. even mentioned that like we see it with richie right like in the beginning when you always see him wearing the sh the blue shirt that says uh the original, the, beef. the original beef right or burf burf or whatever it's called <laughs> and whenever he gets sent to the the place he doesn't take off the shirt and when he's going to put on the white shirt he sees the beef and instead of him taking off the shirt he just keeps it on and puts it under his other shirt mm -hmm. but then whenever he goes to get fully dressed I, I believe he either takes it off or like it's completely gone and yeah. he references that the suit is like armor to him whenever he's talking to flag and yeah. it's like this is my armor and the dude's like that's sick and yeah. it's like yeah he's no longer the same person as he was he's no longer mm -hmm. that individual yeah which i do love the that episode with the uh the forks because of like every time he says the f word the one dude's just like language language <laughs> the whole time he's steve rogersing him he's steve rogers <laughs> rogering him and then he starts yeah. doing it to what's his face uh when they're uh serving and everything he's just like language and, uh, yeah with flack yeah no that was it was a good season i i really enjoyed the character progression mm. a lot yeah, <sighs> I binge watched this whole season, so when I it first dropped, I binged it, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so good. And then I was like, we have to do it, you know, so we did it, and I rewatched it as uh, as we progressed. So yeah, it was it was good. I really enjoyed this season, and I'm glad that the show is getting recognized. A lot of people love this show, so... I've been seeing TikToks yeah. all over the place yeah. where, like, I've, I've been sending them to you whenever I see them, where yeah. it's just like, you you're not, go you're not going too. to uh, make this show your whole personality. Yes. No. <laughs> yeah, you are, aren't you? Yes. Sorry, chef. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, um, oh my gosh, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's it's getting there, and I, I'm glad that it got that recognition because when we first watched, when I first watched this, this show blew me away, yep. and I said, "Man, this is such a good show! I can't wait for, you know, I hope it progresses." And then I'm just seeing all these people pour out, and I'm like, "It's such a great show!" And you're like, "It deserves that recognition because it's a good show." Yep, you know? and I'm, I'm great. I love where gray it. acting, gray atmosphere. Yeah. It's solid. Yeah. It's good. All right, Austin. I think that basically cover it covers it for this episode of Bros and Shows, where we talked about the bear. Do you have any of the last things to say before we go? Not really. Just you know, uh, just, we're we're watching anime next week. Oh yeah, 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 yep. Next week we're watching Animu, uh, Spyver X Family. For all the people who know, this was a show that became 
super popular when it came out for a couple of the characters. And it's a show I've been wanting to watch for a while. I just had to have a good reason to watch it. And just because yeah. a couple things fell in the between, like in a couple uh, in a couple weeks, uh, Secret Invasion finishes up and so on and so forth. I'm like, I can't do the series I wanted to do. I'm like, this would be a great series to do that's just single, single season. Just watch and enjoy. It's on Hulu slash Crunchyroll or wherever you want to watch it in that form. Yeah. You can just enjoy it. There's English and Japanese duh, sub, depending on whichever one you personally prefer. And I know some people are very uh, picky about that, but hey, we're not here to judge that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Austin, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Bros and Shows. Yeah. And thank you all so much out there for joining us. I hope you guys enjoy it. And wait to see you guys next time when we watch Spikes Family. And until then, thank you so much for stopping by. And thank you so much. Tune in.